Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of To The Point Podcast. No, this is not Jim Nance, but uh, I'm Noah Warren. As always, I'm your host. I hope you guys are all doing well on this Friday. Um, And this morning, it's it's a little different. I used to do a little bit of a talk about all sports Friday morning. I am going to do that after following this podcast, but I had to get my good friend Casey Ward out of bed. You know, it's been a couple of years since he's been out of bed before 9 a.m. And I said, I'm going to do that for him. going to start him off on the right track here on, on Masters weekend. But uh, Casey, thanks for coming on again, man. And what'd you make of uh, day one at Augusta National? Hey, Jug. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Getting me up for uh, nine o'clock. Usually it's, you know, Saturdays for a tea time or something. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, looking forward to getting, getting into the Masters and uh, covering all that this weekend. So um, yesterday was, well, it was pretty interesting day because as we talked about like a couple of the guys that we've seen were not shooting very well they're spraying it all over the course and <laughs> some some uh unsuspecting names up near the top of the leaderboard so what do you think of the day yeah I was following it the whole day just at work and then I taped some and I watched it last night and I was thinking okay start the day I see like Matsuyama's at the top I'm like okay he's a pretty good golfer and I see you know, the, the leaderboards at even, and it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, Jesus, this is a rough day. And then I, you know, I read up and that they, they changed the course around after DJ basically set a course record. I think they hated that. So they pushed the pins back, made everything tougher. But if somebody would have told me Justin Rose would have been the leader by four strokes after the first out of bet anything with them. I mean, the guys he's finished second there before, but go seven under uh shoot a 65 and he's been off the map for a while now so a uh, truly shocking start to uh to the tournament yeah no uh justin rose was uh phenomenal like uh he eagled eight and then after that he was on a roll uh went minus seven through uh like the last uh 11 holes so mm-hmm. you could see he was striking the ball well um you know experience for him is going to be a big factor i think and um, like we've seen him before finish the first couple of rounds pretty high up there and uh, we've seen him not finish as strong. So yeah. we'll see if he can try and close this one out. Right. So, so as a golfer yourself, how looking at this course, how would you approach it? Uh, are you looking to hit it as far as you can? Are you trying to keep it in the fairway? What What's the key for you to, at, at this course? Well, <clears throat> we're not going to be playing like DeChambeau. We're, no, not gonna be, no. we're not going to be hitting drivers as hard as we can. We're going to be hitting the nice three wood or nice hybrids off the tee, some holes, you know. Um, the thing I think with the Masters is you have to try and play it from, like, spots where you're not going to get yourself into trouble. Like, um, some of these, like, some of these fairways, if you if you don't lay up, like, you're going to get, uh, your ball's going to roll into the water. You're going to catch a slope and you're going to roll back into the water. Like we've seen it a hundred times, um, especially I I always think of the 2019 Masters when Tiger was one of the the mm-hmm. only two to put it on the green um, on the back nine. So I think experience is going to pay off here for for guys that have a little bit of that in their back pocket. Yeah, I agree. Uh, whenever I think of picking a winner, I never usually pick somebody that's never at least played the course three four times. Uh, you know, and Justin Rose has played it a ton, but you look at at top leaderboard, Brian Harmon, not a guy I thought I'd say he was in second place. Uh, he's always he in those tournament. minor events, but those <laughs> those tournaments nobody watches. He's always at the top. Uh, again, Matsuyama right there. But, you know, you got like Deshambo. He shoots four over yesterday. Rory McIlroy, uh, you know, the everybody loves to interview him. And then he just sprays it all over the place, hits his father with a ball. Um, and even, you know, your guy, Justin Thomas, didn't uh, didn't have a great day yesterday to start uh, start his master's campaign. No, I knew I knew that you and Seamus were going to be hired on him there the other day. So, uh, you know, plus one through plus one after the first round isn't bad, considering no. considering the field's not shooting as well as they're expecting. But I think uh, one of the things that uh, Thomas is going to be relying on is the uh, experience that he's going to get from well, the experience and the tips that he's getting from Tiger while Tiger's being uh, at home. Right. So I think uh, in the rounds to come, I think if, if uh, JT can kind of figure out his wedge game and kind of keep his 
putter hot, then we'll see. Maybe he can turn it around. Yeah, I mean, that one over was a good score, like you said. Um, especially for him, I mean, he could shoot nine under today. I mean, he can, he, oh, yeah. can, he can get hotter than just about anybody. I mean, Dustin Johnson shoots two over. Uh, he's not out of it by any shot. Uh, he could find it for sure. DeChambeau, I never thought I, – I was more – you know, I think I got asked the other day, would you bet DeChambeau to win or miss the cut? I said I would miss the cut for sure, especially at this tournament. His his approach where he's trying to pull his arm out of a socket hitting the driver is not going to work because, like you said, it's going to go in the water. If you get in the rough at Augusta, you're it's really hard to overcome it. And, uh, like, what I find interesting is, like um, – the U.S. Open, they play – the course plays so tough every day. And for DeChambeau to get a win there, you, you think that he can do it at every other course, but it's not like that every week, you know. Some weeks he has his drive and it's – it's uh, he has wedges into every green. Other weeks he has – he's not finding his ball because he's losing it. So <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see – if he can make some kind of surge to come back today, but I don't think he's going to be making any, any cut line. So. No. Uh, yeah. Who, who was your pick before the tournament? Well, I, well, we, we messaged about it there. Yeah. Uh, I said, I liked, uh, I want to see DJ kind of come at it and repeat. It'd be nice to see. I like uh, DJ or not DJ, but I like Justin Thomas. Obviously he's my guy, Titus guy. <laughs> And then I said, my dark horse, my dark favorite here that no one's seen coming, minus two right now, mm-hmm. Kevin Kisner. Yeah, he's looking good. He is, not bad. He's, he grew up not too far from Augusta National, so I figured that's why he has a good chance of maybe stealing right. something here. Yeah, no, he's he's looked good, uh, for sure. Uh, when I saw his name at, at the beginning of the day, I got a laugh because I don't no wonder Kate, you texted me just about the time he made birdie to go two under. I'm like, Oh, that's his secret pick. Now, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Kisner yeah. on the course, but no, I, I like it. Um, yeah. I think this is such an interesting day. Cause would you, after today, do you think Justin Rose is going to have the lead? I don't know. It's tough to say. I think he's, I think he's still going to be right there. Up. Right there, probably in the top three. But I, if he doesn't have the, if he doesn't have the lead, he's gonna be in the top three, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I kind of look at like a couple weeks ago, Sergio had that big lead, and then it kind of got chipped away as the as the days went on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's got a four-stroke lead, so unless he has a terrible day, uh, he yeah. should be okay. But yeah, Matsuyama could get hot. I mean, he's a good golfer. I mean, he's not talked yeah. about all that much, but he's won a major. He's he's a good good golfer, but. I look at, you know, your guy, Justin Thomas, to get hot today. I mean, he's one over. I even think, like, a Daniel Berger, he's at under eight. He's a three over right now. He's going to have to have a good day to make the cut. But he can get hot, too. Uh, who knows? You got Hoff. Like, there's no great player that's that's really that close. I mean, if you look at you got Patrick Reed, who's two under. He's a, you know, he's a polarizing guy, of course, because he's, you know, a cheater. But – he, he doesn't need to cheat because he's a really, really good golfer. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's what I was joking with you earlier about how I didn't see much of him on the broadcast. So I don't know if those lies were all improved or, but uh, <laughs> no, he's playing some good golf and uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of make a little climb. You know, I know uh, uh, Tiger was pretty happy to be getting, getting, uh, he won the jacket off of him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew Tiger was pretty happy to be having Phil Reed or uh, Patrick Reed put it around his uh, shoulders there. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see if DJ have to have to crown a new winner this weekend. Yeah, that's such an awkward thing. Especially you missed the cut. How'd you miss the cut? Oh. You to stick around for the two days to put a jacket on somebody. Let's go on a complete bender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I imagine back in the day, a few of them did. Oh yeah. What uh, what I got a couple guys that I want to ask you about. Okay. So I know Seamus was harping the big the big Spaniard there before he jumped on. Do you think you see John Rahm making a little push today? Yeah, he's even par, uh, which yeah. isn't bad. Um, John Rahm is really good, but he's he's never won a major. You know, that's a, that's so surprising because he is a fantastic 
player. I, I really like watching him play too because he plays fast. I hate seeing Justin Rose at the top of the leaderboard because he's so fucking slow. But um, Rom, I mean, I don't think this course is perfect for him. Uh, I like it. I like um, like when they play Tory Pines at the U.S. Open. I think that's a course that he could win. Like I see, yeah. he can drive it. He can, you know. I I love watching them play at that course, but he. I see that more as an opportunity for him, but I mean, he, when he gets, he's like DJ last summer, he was there with Dustin. They were going stroke for stroke all summer. Yeah. So I would never rule him out at making a push. Yeah. Uh, another couple guys I think that might have a good day today is uh, uh, Cameron champ and uh, Xander Shoffley. Yep. And uh, we're going to see maybe if Corey Connors can maybe get into the red digits here. Yeah. Yeah. Just going down the line. I champ, is an interesting guy because he's always right there. Um, You see him, he finishes a lot of top tens in tournaments. Um, So yeah, I I don't mind. I don't mind him at all. I I think he's strong putter. So that's, that's really the key to it. I mean, we've seen Tiger. Yeah. Tiger hit it farther than anybody for a long period of time, but he could putt better than anybody too. So that that's the key. Um, Shoffley. uh, Shoffley is one of my, one of my favorites. Um, he can never pull it out, unfortunately, but um, he's still even par. He, he's played really well at Augusta the past two years. He's finished in the top five. So I, I w- wouldn't be surprised at all to see him have a good day. What what might happen, Case, is if Shoffley and Rom are both playing well and they're, they're in the same group, we could see them heat up. Because I think if we see you see these elite players, if they're in the same group together and they start one starts going – it normally fuels the other guy to say, oh, I'm going to Eagle here. Or Screw you. Like that, that could be. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. That's, I think that's what we're going to see out of some of these guys that are in the groups too. The, like the later groups that have a little bit of pluses there. I think we're going to see some of these guys maybe heat up. Like we were talking about DJ. We're talking about Kepka, uh, more Kawas plus one. He, he can heat up today. Yep. Uh, Bubba Watson, Tony Finau. All these guys are guys that could heat up and that are, that are, like stars in the game. So I think they have a chance at maybe heating up and kind of nipping at the, the heels of uh, Justin Rose here. Yeah. I, one over all the guys that are one over, like you said, I mean, Bubba's won it twice. You got Morikawa as a major champion. You got Dustin who's two over. He's still in the mix. Um, you got a uh, uh, Victor Hovland who's right there. Um, I would never, Scotty Scheffler is another guy who, when he gets hot, I mean, we've seen him, he shot 61 last year. I mean, he, he can, he can get, he can get going uh, for sure. And then you got, you got Justin Thomas is that one. I mean, there's a lot of good golf. Gary Woodland's that one over I and mean, he's a, he's won a major in the past two years. So I, I like the group and maybe it's going to make for an even more intriguing of a weekend because a few of these guys have a good day. Maybe just, I mean, Justin Rose, I can't see him shooting 65 again. I mean, that's, not many golfers shoot 65, 65 at Augusta. So that's not no slouch on him, but yeah. maybe he'll just have a, an even par day or, you know, one, one under, and then you see a two to three stroke lead for him going into uh, moving day tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I think is going to play out for Justin Rose. I think he's just going to play a nice conservative round today and get a real good feel for the course leading into the weekend. And uh, I think he's just going to try and play like a, it's close to par, even par, minus one, minus two. Try and get a little bit more of a lead, but there's going to be guys that are going to be making a little bit of a climb today, and he's going to be able to see that. Yeah, I I think Patrick Patrick Reed's probably smelly. He's, even like Webb Simpson's there too. Uh, Webb, he's he's a good player. Uh, he's he's always right there. Um, not a draw. I think this course is kind of built for him because he's not a guy who drives the ball very far, but his iron, his iron game strong. And then his putting uh, is really what separates him from other golfers. So he's interesting at the top too. Uh, Yeah. I, it's what a weird day. I mean, clearly Augusta has made the course tougher because last, I mean, November guys were chewing up the course. I mean, Dustin ended up running away with it, but it was, it was a much tighter field at the top. Yeah, I think it has a little bit to do with the season too. Like, right. um, I I'm not no golf expert or professional or nothing, so take it with a grain of salt. But everyone always tells me that the ball flies different, whether it's warmer or colder outside and stuff like that. So, 
um, for DJ and them to just tear the Augusta up in November, it could it could be completely different for them uh, trying to tear it up in the middle of the spring, right? So right. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how some of these guys react to the to the course conditions, especially if it's they haven't been through the course as many times as some of the guys with more experience. So I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm interested to see how how uh, some of these guys play their iron shots today, especially Morikawa. He's a real good second shot player, and um, I'm looking to see maybe. I'm surprised that Gary Woodland's not doing as as well, mm-hmm. especially considering he's one of the guys that um, you see more more so hit stingers off the tee, and I feel like that would be kind of a big advantage, especially in the in Augusta. First hole, it's kind of a, it's 400. I think it's 485 yards, par four. Um, I saw Bryson yesterday tried to obviously drive it, tried to put it on the green. Yeah, um, Kyle Berkshire. Yeah. <laughs> what What would you what what uh, what stick are you pulling out first hole? Well, first hole, I I'm gonna hit a I'm gonna hit driver anyways. I usually it's usually a nice little draw, something. I don't know. We're we're gonna try and hit the fairway, but I'm. I'm decent with my long iron, so I'm not as bad with playing a, like a five or six four iron into something like a par four like that. So, um, you know, we can get maybe two seventy five with the driver, and then get something going into the into the green. But the problem is maybe trying to get the ball to stay on the green. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done, for sure. Yeah. Um, I've heard some horror stories because every year they do the tournament and then they do a media raffle. So after the Sunday, after the master's over the Monday, the, the Sunday night, they pull out a card and say, it says, you know, Casey Ward on it. And you're, you're there, you're part of the media. You get to play Augusta the next day for free. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I know James Duthie's done it. Um, I know Dan Patrick's done it a few times uh, from winning but the thing is, is it's kind of a gamble because if you don't bring your own clubs, just say you, I mean, there's a bunch of media guys there. So the odds of you winning are slim. So a lot of the times guys have, you have to use like borrow clubs. How would you yeah. do with that? Rent a club. Geez. I don't know. That'd be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty particular. I, I got to use my own clubs or I'm, you know, it's, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. I, I don't I, Again, I don't golf. So I'm not a, yeah. With that, you're gonna have to get a lot to of people are like, yeah, I need my clubs or I'm done. Like it's already, yeah. you got a hex in your brain already. You're going to have to send me down with, to the point. I'll go cover some master's broadcast for you. <laughs> I'll caddy for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got the, we'll bring the gator out for the course. Yeah. Bring the gator out and I'll just be sitting there giving you some bad advice. Like I'm hit the 60. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking left. <laughs> way left (laughs) the way you're hitting it today i'd probably club up (laughs) i probably just i'd probably sit there look at the 12th hole and tell you don't do what jordan speed did (laughs) yeah yeah really but uh bringing it to speed rough start had a triple bogey on nine i was like "Uh oh he won last weekend i was happy for him but he recovered uh, the end of the, he gets back to one under after he, he Eagles, a couple birdies. So one under with the scorecards, really good day. Uh, he won last weekend. It's really rare that we see players win back to back, but what do you make of his chances uh, the next three days? Well, like we, we've said it before, like we've talked about it, uh, you and I, like he's, he's made some in like pretty serious uh, improvements to his game this year. And like, he hasn't been a, a force really the last couple of seasons, mm-hmm. but we see the last six weeks, he's been right at the top of every leaderboard. So, you know, he's starting to find his game. When you start to find your game and you get confident in it, you could ride that wave as long as you want. Like DJ, he, uh, he ran with his confidence and he, he just tore up Augusta last year. So yeah. it, it could be Spieth coming back to back if he finds his game and, Cause he's played here before as well. So he knows, he knows his way around the course. So he has, he has his looks and he has his, where he wants to play it. So it's up to him if he wants to play well. Yeah. I came in the week weekend. I should have thought of it more, but I'm like, there's no way Spee's going to win back to back, but he should have two green jackets. If he doesn't melt on 12 and you know, mm-hmm. even I heard this sound, I don't listen to it now, but 
oh my goodness, oh my goodness. They don't have anything other, anything interesting to say, and then they just go, oh no, and he's, <laughs> it's all, just no, it's over. Like yeah, you yeah. have the green jacket, and he lost it on one hole when he yeah. put it in the drink twice, and oh, it was just bury him. <laughs> the poor bastard. But um, you know, one under. I don't rule him out because he played in one of the last groups yesterday. So he'll be, he's going to be on early this morning. Uh, I kind of like, we saw the players that played earlier yesterday. They struggled. I think they'll, that'll reverse today. Cause we normally see that flip for whatever reason, like you said, weather or, or wind it's, if you, if it's good group in the morning on Thursday, it's normally the Friday has bad luck. So yeah. it was tougher in the afternoon. I think, Maybe this morning we'll see players post lower uh, scorecards. Yeah, that's that'll be interesting to see. I'll be I'll be tuning into it for sure. Just you know, grinding out schoolwork. Always, I'll have it on though. So I have it not. I have it almost on mute, but not on mute. I have to you know, masters. Yeah. I'm you know, big masters guy. I gotta have yeah, it on. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Hello. I, you know, we can mute the Bruins, but we can't mute the Masters. Yeah, we can definitely mute the Bruins. Uh, <laughs> No, I I I like people that listen to the sound. Just the crazy guy that's in my apartment by myself, but listening to nothing. So I, yeah. I encourage people to not to be normal and not be like me. Um, but killed, uh, you, killed you with the uh, March Madness though. Yeah, when I went over to watch. That's true. We did. Yeah, we, <laughs> we did that day. Um, so after one day, um, who, who's your new pick so you had a pick before who are you still riding with with your guys or do you have a think you have another guy in mind heading into the weekend well i'm gonna ride with kisner i'd like to see him finish well today he i don't know like uh he's he's not really a well-known golfer he doesn't have very many wins on the tour mm -hmm. but um like some of the media things that he does and he yeah. is just a hilarious guy and he he'll shit talk with anybody on the golf course it doesn't matter if you're a scratch handicap or if you're plus 20 it doesn't matter like he'll he'll screw around with you so i don't know it's something that i'm looking forward to seeing him maybe he'll start you know maybe the mics around the green will pick up a little little chirp here or there It'd be nice but yeah. i'd like to see him do well i'd like to see morikawa play well today um i'd like to see one of these guys that are like kind of plus par like bubba watson or brooks kepka kind of go on a run as well yeah, what, you, Kepka, what are your picks? If Kepka could turn it around, that would be some interesting. Because I think his caddy's having to pick up the ball for him inside the cup because he can't with his knee right now. So mm -hmm. the fact that he's even playing yeah. is pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, they said they said that uh, he he can't really read the greens because of his knee doesn't bend that way or something. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, yeah, yikes is right, and he still shot better than Rory. So Rory yeah. suck on yeah. that one because <laughs> I know he crashed the boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I had to pick one, I like Shoffley. I'll, I'll, I'll ride with him. I normally do in these tournaments, even though he doesn't win any. Um, <laughs> but I think he'll have a good day today. Get back into the thick of things. Um, yeah, I, I, I just can't, it, it's the first day. So great start. I can't see Justin Rose winning the masters. Uh, he had a shot. He let Sergio beat him. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, Siwoo Kim's an underrated little underrated player. He's a good golfer. He's one under. I, I like him. Um, you look at the top, you got Zalatoris, who's been ripping up the Corn Ferry Tour the last couple of years. Uh, he's he's going to be a good golfer in a couple of years for sure. I mean, he's already in the top four of a major here. I'll go with Patrick Reed. Just, <laughs> just for antagonistic purposes. And... As much as people hate him, it would be funny to see him have to get the green jacket from Dustin. I think that would be oh, really yeah. funny. Like, see Paulina in the background. She's like half goon, and Dustin's having to put the uh, have put the green jacket on Patrick Reed, and he's yeah. sitting there with you know chewing tobacco, whatever the hell he's doing. DJ's giving DJ's giving uh, Reader the old jacket. Well, he's like green jacket, gold jacket. Who gives, Who a, gives shit? a shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. No, but no. I, I mean, this is a great event. I mean, we're coming off the national championship tournament, and then you got the, the Masters, and you got the playoffs coming. I mean, this time last year there was nothing. 
it was the last dance and I watched the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched the hell out of that documentary. I've seen it like three <laughs> times and I, I love it, but I'm, I'm so happy you got baseball back. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, we're going to pivot to some trade deadline talk. And then I have a little game for us at, at the end of the podcast, which I'm looking forward to, but I want to ask you, uh, what do you think of your Yankees start to the, uh, to the campaign? Well, it's not after a great start. We're, uh, I haven't really been following it as much either, though. So I've been like so stressed with school lately. So right. I've been um, more so kind of just trying to get that out of the way. But uh, we're definitely tuning into some games here and there. Not not so much the Yankees because kind of having a hard time watching them. But I'm, uh, you know, we're watching we're watching the Jays, we're watching the Angels, we're watching all these games. So right. I mean, I'm I'm excited for the ball season to be back yeah. when it starts to heat up. I'll be, I'll be back there rooting for the Yankees again. Yeah. I get, I go through spurts. Like I'm excited about it right now. Cause it's the start and I'm like, okay, this is great. And then when it gets to a game about 60, I'm like, uh, Jesus Christ. A hundred of these to go. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, angels have been fun. I've been watching a lot. They played the white Sox Sunday night. That was a fun game. I yeah. was watched the blue Jays and angels last night. They went to extras. Uh, Angels won that one. I mean, Trout's just been tearing the league apart again, so that's no surprise there. Uh, but uh, yeah, your Yankees again, pitching—it's a little leaky. Uh, they don't got Garrett Cole on the mound. I uh, I start to I start to pull the Tiger Woods and grab the glutes because I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> Kluber hasn't been doing too bad though. No, he had a good start. He's starting this yeah. afternoon. They're, yeah. in, they're in Tampa Bay. It'll be interesting to see how they do today. Hopefully they don't lose. <laughs> no, but I mean, they got the bats. They're very similar to the Blue Jays, uh, the way they're built. Uh, yeah. You know, they, you know uh, Tanner Roark the other night for the Blue Jays, he was doing Tanner Roark type things, you know, as Keith Hernandez once said about him. Yeah, Roark's really been getting his tits lit. <laughs> and he did. The other night he gave up three home runs and – Oh yeah. It look great. But um, yeah, I mean, baseball is such a long season. You got hockey that ends in there. You got basketball, the playoffs and you know, we got golf that goes through, but like you said, once you get into the summer and uh, I think that's when you start to really feel baseball season because there's nothing else on. Yeah, exactly. When you're in the dead heat of the summer and the dread is on, there's nothing on eight o'clock at night. Yeah. You flip on a baseball game. You watch the boys turn double plays and hit Nazis or uh, not Nazis hit nukes out of there. So I don't know. Astros have been looking pretty good. Oh yeah. Six and I one. Hate them. Yeah, <laughs> I know you do, but they're looking pretty good. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even watch them. That's how much I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, well, that's good golf talk. Um, let's talk about, you know, the NHL trade deadlines coming up on Monday. Um, a player I thought might be traded Tanner Pearson was re-signed last night by uh, your Vancouver Canucks. Um, three years, over three million bucks. Um, what'd you make of the deal? I think they overpaid him a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't have gave him that much. I would have gave him maybe a year or two, 1.5, 2 million. <laughs> million and a half. Yeah, that yeah. was my thought. Jeez, like... I don't know. They expect to make some big, big runs and changes over in Vancouver, but I mean, they keep, they keep re-signing guys like Jay Beagle and Louis Erickson. And oh my God. Like they're just digging themselves into a hole. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're already in a, a pit and they keep digging down deeper to see what they can find. You know, they, you said Roussel, Beagle, Louis Erickson, Brandon Sutter, this Pearson contract. They even, I think they gave Demko, it's a good deal, but good, good slice of cake for a guy who's played five minutes in the NHL. I mean, you look great for a month and a half, but I, I don't know. Again, it's, we've seen with Matt Murray, what you give money to a guy that's played well for short spurts. It doesn't always turn out to be a great investment. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know. It's just he seemed to go on that run in the uh, in the bubble, eh? So yeah, I don't know if Vancouver's sold on some some kind of false hope because 
in the bubble, they were playing every second day. So here it's, you know, Vancouver's not even playing right now. Yeah. So I don't know, like, and they, they're going to be screwed when they have to re-sign uh, Hughes and Pedersen. Pedersen. So, yeah. like, they're handcuffing themselves, signing these fourth-line, third-line guys to big tickets. Yeah, the way it looks, they're going to have to sign Pedersen and Hughes to likely bridge contracts, which can be good if it doesn't pan out, but it's bad if you get – like, Pedersen's had a terrible season. Uh, you know, injuries, inconsistencies – but if he goes off and then he has two, three great years, you're going to be paying him three years if we ever get back to normal or we, we get vaccinated, you know, normal, like if I ever get one, which remains to be seen. Uh, but if, if we get finances back, people are making money, people are going to be making more money than Connor McDavid because we see it in every sport. NFL, the best NFL player, Dak Prescott makes the most money. He's not the best player in the NFL. It doesn't, that's not how it works. It's just about opportunity. And these guys that play well, they'll surpass Connor. They'll surpass, you know, um, 34 in Toronto because that's just when they're up and they, they've had a couple good seasons. Exactly. And like, there's guys in the league that are, that could be getting paid more than, um, Mm -hmm. than Connor and uh, Austin for sure. Uh, I think a guy's like, um, well, McKinnon's a team guy. Took took a little discount there for his team, and they're you know they're on a run right now. They could they could go good run in the playoffs, but um, I think the guys like Pasternak they could be making a little bit more money in the NHL. Like for sure, you know, his product is up there pretty high, and he usually puts up not as many points as McDavid, but usually more than Matthews. So yeah, he's yeah he's this will be the first year that Matthews will finish with more points than him. Um, so. I mean, he's a 40 goal score, 50, really. If, if you, mm-hmm. I, I love him. Uh, but he's, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, he's making, he's, yeah, he said when he signed his contract, I don't care what Nylander makes. I'm just happy to play hockey, but yeah. he's better than Nylander, clearly. And he's no, better, no. he's better, sorry, Leaf fans, than Mitch Marner. Uh, and sure, that hurts some people's feelings, but it's, I mean, I can't tell a lie here. I mean, there's, if I had to take one guy for my life for one game, I'll take 88. I'll let the other people take 16. You can do C cuts and all that. And I'll take the winner. Yeah. I don't know. Seamus probably just screamed into his, yeah. into his uh, living space there. Poor Kennedy. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. Like there's the, the media just, hounds on the Leafs all the time like they're the best team in the world they're the best team in the world they're they're playing really good hockey but you know until I for me everything with is the grain of salt right now until the until the final four because until you start crossing over divisions uh, that's when you're gonna see some good hockey because no one knows the defensive structures anything like that so I don't know we're gonna see if the old uh, Toronto Maple Leafs can go on a run to the final four and you know maybe meet the lightning or something. Yeah. I, I usually never watch sports center, but I did yesterday morning for whatever reason. And I turn it on thinking, okay, they'll talk about Augusta a bunch. And, you know, I'll look forward to that here. Bobby weeks go through his stuff. And I'm like 10 minutes in, I'm like, yeah, still talking about Jack Campbell for Christ's sake. Like, I'm <laughs> getting through it. And I'm like, I want to see at least another highlight of a game. I know I watched them all, but I'd like to see something. And <laughs> I get to, 14 minutes after eight and it says oh we're going to commercial i said well screw this like it was 14 minutes of jack campbell and uh Mitch Montreal Mar- Mar- Gallagher and price like good god oh my god <laughs> they are like i joke with my parents as you know but they're, they're a really good team toronto maple Leafs. Oh, they, are. they are but are they better than the colorado avalanche are they better than vegas are they better than washington are they better than the islanders which Nobody wants to talk about because they're so boring, but they win. <laughs> but you know, they made a trade the other day, and you wouldn't have heard it. Sports owners probably like, who's well, founders made a trade? Oh, Lisa uh, Joseph Wall, he, he's at practice today. Oh, great, let's talk about that. The Islanders are in the NHL, yeah, that's the media my, right there. My boss, he still play there. <laughs> Pat LaFontaine still suit up, yeah. I, I, oh, my lord. Uh, but since we're on the Leafs. Do you think they do anything at the trade deadline? 
No, I think they're going to hold pretty pretty still, I think. Yeah, I, do. I don't know. I think they might. I, I've seen a couple of things that Taylor Hall is going to go there and this and that. But I think that if they're going to pick up a forward, I think kind of a guy that would fit their their uh, makeup would kind of be a guy like Nick Foligno. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think he'd be a good add. Um, I The only thing I don't – I think they would try to play him at center, which I think is – he's a winger. Like, don't – I think they kind of have this the weird spot because they got Angball playing center and he's not naturally a center, but he's kind of adapted to it. And you do not want to put Alex Kerfoot back up the middle. That for me, that if you're playing Winnipeg, which I think who they'll play in the second round because I like Winnipeg more than I like Edmonton. Uh, you got Adam Lowry, who's a human truck, and you got little Kerfoot, who's a human smart car. And he will smash him to pieces. If the, if that's the matchup, that that's a nightmare matchup for Toronto. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I agree with you on that one. So yeah, um, how about Winnipeg? I think they really need to add a defenseman, and David Savard is looking more and more appealing. Yeah, I see. I see Savard is uh, like one of the higher up defensemen that are going to be looking to be traded this uh, this deadline. It'd be if uh, if. Winnipeg could get their hands on a guy like that, like a good defensive defenseman like um, like Savard. I think they could they could uh, really up their uh, ranking here in the in the North Division. Sorry. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, he he was healthy scratch last night for precautionary reasons because they're trying to trade him. I even heard Tampa Bay is in the mix trying to acquire him. Which I don't know yeah. how they're going to do that financially, but uh, the rich that, get that richer. Would, yeah, if they get. <laughs> <laughs> they get him, and they got Sergachev, McDonough, Hedman, Chernak. I mean, that's not fair. Uh, just I, I, plus Kucherov coming back. Kucherov's coming back for the play. I mean, that's uh, that's a wrap. Should, should we just give the cup? Should we just give the cup back to Tampa? Or? Yeah, maybe we just keep it. I mean, <laughs> the uh, the Buccaneers have the Super Bowl, so maybe just keep it down there. So like South Florida's just keeping all the fire. Yeah, Rays made the World Series. Like, it was, yeah. So, it's it's a good time to be in Florida uh, right now, and COVID doesn't exist for them. So that's okay. that's even you know their <laughs> life's pretty yeah. good. Down there. Yeah, living large it's down there. Twenty degrees every day, so that's not a bad place to be either. Yeah, um, I got a couple names run by you for the trade deadline here. Okay, I love it. So I got I got a I got um, two forwards and I got. Uh, uh, three defensemen that I want to see if you if you think they're going to go anywhere. Okay. So the first forward is Jake DeBrusque. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll be moved, but I'm not going to say 100%. Uh, I think Boston's frustrated with him because he hasn't had a great season. But I wouldn't give up on him. I like Jake DeBrusque. Again, he might have a terrible uh, regular season. I think he's a good playoff player. Uh, yeah. He's got that bite to his game. We saw he got Kadri suspended. Uh, he single-handedly did that. He, I think he plays with an edge in the playoffs, more physical, especially in that division where you got Washington's, who's heavy, Islanders, heavy team, uh, even Pittsburgh uh, is heavy-ish. Um, I think – I think he'll be better in the playoffs. Boston, if they get into the playoffs, are a dangerous team because they got that pedigree. And I don't think, unless there's a move that really would change their franchise, maybe it's a bigger deal, a good draw yeah. or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I, the reason I ask is because uh, I've seen some sources saying that the, the Bruins are getting calls and stuff before him. But because uh, I've, I've, I've noticed that he's had a, a little bit of a decline this year as well. Like, mm. you know, the game's just not there, you know, maybe it's no. a confidence thing. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, he's a, he's a playoff player and, you know, that's a good, when you think of the, the Bruins style of hockey, especially now since Char has gone, you think of guys like Jake DeBrusque, in my opinion. hundred percent. I wouldn't. If you're going to trade him, you need a, a position player to come back because they want to make the playoffs. They want to improve and not, you know, get worse. Yeah, no, for sure. The uh, next player is uh, Ricard Raquel from the Ducks. Oh, I'd love to get him if I was a yeah. team. Um, if I'm Anaheim, I think you do it. Uh, I think you can get a good haul for him. I think uh, we're talking about Taylor Hall potentially being. I think you could get more for Ricard Raquel right now than you could for Taylor Hall. I, I think he's that good. 
He's yeah. out with an injury right now. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to be out. That's one thing they'll have to n- watch. But I think Bo- we just mentioned talking about Boston. I think Boston would really love to have him. They've, uh, they traded for uh, Andres Bjork a few years ago uh, from Anaheim. He hasn't exactly panned out. They uh, did a trade with, for Nick Ritchie as well. So he's, he's a guy that, that was in that organization. So clearly they like scouting ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think... I wouldn't rule out if Toronto does make a splash, I think they'll stand pat, but I think he's a player they, they'd love because he plays the wing. He fills a need. Um, they could put him on the left side if need be. Uh, but I would say he's likely going to be moved unless it's a, like a more serious of an injury. Yeah. No, that's what I was thinking too. I was, I was just, I was wondering what your opinion was on it. Cause uh, he's, he's a kind of a hidden, hidden gem, I would say over there in the West coast. 100%. No, nobody watches him, so he's not a big name, but the guy can put up 25 goals. He's a consistent player. I, I like him. I like his game a lot. Yeah. And the last, uh, last two guys I have here are both on the same team. Um, Ekholm and Ellis. Do you see either one of them going? No. And the reason is because Nashville is now four points up on Chicago for the last playoff spot in the Central, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, and you got, they got the veteran GM and David Poyle. It might be his last year in, in, as a GM, just with his age and everything. I think he'll want to make the playoffs his last year. Even if, if they lose to Tampa, at least they make the playoffs, right? So, and I think Chicago, we see them make the trade yesterday. They uh, traded Walmart and Carlson to, to Florida, kind of pick up some bad salary on Brett Connolly's deal. I think they're kind of, I think they'll move some players in the next couple of days and maybe uh, get worse on paper. So I think Nashville will say, okay, Columbus is likely going to sell off Chicago selling off. Who else is going to catch us? Dallas. Mm-hmm. We're going to make the playoffs here. Let's keep back home and Alice and look at our options in, in the off season. Yeah, no. Cause there was, there was a lot of speculation that one of them or both of them were going to be moved if they weren't in the playoff spot. Right. So, yeah. I, I would I would personally I would would not move Ellis ever I, I I think he's again we just talked about Raquel I think Ellis in Nashville is so underrated and not talked about as a really elite defenseman in this league and what he can do at his size I think he's I think he's incredible yeah especially in Nashville because the first person you hear of is Roman Yossi so to play behind him and and um, you know um, Ellis doesn't seem to give up much. So he's, uh, he's like a defensive staple, I would say. And it's clearly evident the success he's had in his career, not in the NHL, but especially in the world juniors. Yeah. And another guy I'll throw in this, I, I think he'll go to this team. I'll make a prediction now. I think James Reimer will be traded to the Colorado avalanche before Monday at four o'clock. They could win the cup this year. I think they could have won the cup last year. They cannot go into the playoffs with just Grubauer and then having Jonas Johansson as their backup goalie. They need a good, solid backup in case of injury. And Reimer, yes, he wasn't great in Toronto. He wasn't everybody's cup of tea, whatever. Uh, he wasn't all his fault. He's been really good in Carolina this year. He's been really good the past few years, uh, to be honest. And he he would be a great backup. Again, he's not going to play if Grubauer is healthy, but in case of an injury, I'd rather have him than Bernier or Ryan Miller, or I, of, of the guys available, he would be at the top of my list. I think Joe Sackett, go move some pieces. You want to win a cup, strengthen your strength, get a good backup goalie. Um, yeah, I, that's a, that's a surprising uh, trade right there. James Reimer. A guy that I've seen maybe gonna getting traded over to the Avalanche to go on a little bit of a run would be um, Coyotes goalie Antti Ranta. Mm-hmm. Kind of see, I, don't know, I can kind of see him playing for the Avalanche, maybe going as a you know, I don't know if he's gonna be their starter or he'll be their backup or you know what would happen, but he's another guy I could maybe see getting the getting shipped across. So. He could definitely be moved again. Arizona is an interesting spot because they're in a playoff position right now. Uh, oh yeah. They, they kind of got three goalies because Kemper's hurt. So they got Ranta and Aiden Hill. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of teams that probably didn't expect to be in a playoff position that are now in the playoff position, but Air, I wouldn't be surprised to see Arizona still sell off assets because they don't care about making the playoffs. They, they lose money when they fill the barn. So they're probably <laughs> bleeding money right now. Yeah. 
No, I just, that's the only reason I uh, I thought uh, Ranta would maybe be on the move is because when uh, Kemper comes back, you know, he, he's phenomenal, so. Yeah. No, uh, I, I like I like the discussion there. Uh, Taylor Hall is definitely going to be moved. We know Savard's, I'd be shocked if he didn't get moved. So hopefully they save some action for Monday uh, for the trade deadline and uh, it's not, you know, eight hours of boredom mm-hmm. for all the guys that sit there and, and myself uh when i when i talk about it but islanders, <laughs> islanders have already made a few moves acquiring paul mary and zajac lou lamorell has already made them shave um which is ridiculous but yeah. um don't talk to my dad about that one uh <laughs> uh and so a lot of trade deadline before we wrap up today i thought we'd play a little game for the first time on the podcast i i've been thinking about different games different scenario type games to be some have some fun for for me and guests and Casey, you're going to get the trial run today. We're going to play a little game called fact or fiction. And basically for everybody listening, I'm going to read off a scenario. Me and Casey are both going to say if it's fact or fiction, Casey will go first. He'll say, give an explanation why it's a fact or why it's not going to happen. And I got about six questions. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Some of them are uh, I got one at the end that's um, more based on our one of our friends, which which will be funny, but uh, they are sports related. Um, so I'll start with the first one. Justin Thomas will win three or more tournaments in 2021. Yeah, that's fact. He's already got one, so. So he's got two. He's going to win a major this year. I, I can see it. Yeah, maybe not. Uh... Well, you know, he could win the Masters or, you know, he could win the U.S. Open or the Open. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think that's fact, though. Yeah, I'm also going to say fact. Uh, he's too good of a player not to. He kind of had a slower summer last year. I think he'll get a couple wins under his belt. Um, like you said, he's already got one, and we're not even into the summer months yet. So, I wouldn't be shocked to see him win a major and he's only going to win one more. He could throw in a rocket mortgage or something down the line. So three, at least three wins. Yeah. I'd say uh, fact for, for Justin Thomas, your guy. Okay. Number two, Bryson DeChambeau will win a major this season. Oh, now that's a tough one. You know, I'm going to say fiction. I'm going to say fiction on that one. You know, I don't know if he can spray it all over every course and still get out of the rough. I don't know. Yeah, I'm also going to say fiction. The only – Tory Pines is the tournament for me where I could say, hmm, he could win that course because it, it is a bigger – like, he could tear it up. I mean, Tiger did it forever, hitting it far. So, Bryson is the equivalent of, of Tiger now when he was in his heyday when it comes to driving it. But, yeah – I agree. I just think for I think he's really good. He's improving his putting and everything, but he was so fixated on the driver and hitting it so far. I think it can get him into trouble. And I just trust players that are a little bit more sound, like Justin Thomas's, Dustin Johnson's, to keep it clean on the fairway and not go into some of the trouble areas that Bryson does. Yeah, no, for sure. There, there comes a point when hitting the driver is uh, hitting driver too far is not a good thing. No, just keep put it down the middle and you know. Sometimes he hits it 80 yards. I know when he's playing with Lee Westwood, he hits it 80 yards above, but they both birdie the hole. So I'm like, well, what, how did that help you? Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. He's fun. I, he's fun. Anyway, I, I, people hate him. I kind of like him because he's different, but, and he looks like a freaking middle linebacker. So that's another yeah. <laughs> part of this game. Number three, the Toronto Maple Leafs will win at least one playoff round this season. Yeah, that's fact. I would say that's fact. Um, <clears throat> based on the uh, stiff competition in the North, I would say uh, that uh, Seamus' Ma- Toronto Maple Leafs are, I would say, at about an 85% chance of getting through the first round. Second round, who knows? Yeah, I'm going to say fact. Uh, and for everybody that thinks I hate the Leafs, I don't hate them. I just, I'm not yeah, biased person. Right yeah. Here. yeah. Uh, Right now they play Montreal. I think that would be a tougher series than Leafs fans would give it credit for right now because I think like, Montreal, they're such an easy win for us, whatever. Montreal's built like a they're built like a playoff team. Uh they 
They got they got a unicorn on that team. Toronto doesn't have one of those. Josh Anderson, uh, Carey Price come back healthy. Uh, with Gallagher out, Montreal's got some room to spend at the deadline. So I'm interested to see what they do to add to the team. I think they need a defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Toronto will, would beat Montreal in a seven game series. So I'll give them that. And then like, I, I said it from the beginning, I'm not going to back off this opinion. I think Winnipeg's better than Toronto. Uh, I think it'd be a really tight series, but they only need to win one in this factor fiction scenario. So I think they'll win at least one They'll break the curse from 04. That's basically winning a Stanley cup for Toronto Maple Leafs fans. And they'll move on to a normal year next year where they'll have to prove it again. If, uh, if, if um, Toronto gets through the first round, there might not be a parade in Toronto, but I tell you one thing, there will be a parade in Rexton. Yes. The, the, there'll be a national holiday uh, down there <laughs> for, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, well, either or, even if Montreal, if Montreal beats Toronto, there'll be some kind yeah. of it'll be a Acadian day uh, in May down here, yeah. I think. If, uh, and then Darren would have just a fit. Oh, He'd be all over the place. Yeah, he won't go into the store that day. I don't think he can take the bickering, so it's not good for his blood pressure. So we'll see. I'll keep an eye on him. Um, number four, Johnny Goodrow will be a Calgary Flame at the start of training camp next season. Fiction. I don't think he's gonna last. I think. Uh, I think that ship has sailed for the uh, Calgary Flames fans in the uh, podcast world. I think. I think uh, just the friction between him and uh, Sutter is yeah. not not a very uh, appealing thing for a player to go through, and uh, I just don't see him wanting to be there after this season. Yeah, I, he's he's got two feet out the door now. I think he had one before, and I think Brad Tree leaving. I, if he's not fired this offseason, I don't know. That guy's got to be the luckiest guy ever. I mean, I know his dad owns Boston Pizza, but uh, take that inheritance and run because this team is sinking quick. Um, it's it's ugly in Calgary. I think Goudreau and Monaghan clearly aren't the players to win. I've been saying that for a few years, yet they keep going back to that well. And, you know, Vancouver's all out with COVID right now. Calgary wishes that – I don't, I don't want to say that because that's going to sound bad. Uh Calgary wishes that they had that sickness as an excuse because that's how bad they're playing. They look like they all got shit in their pants. They can't move. I mean, it, they, they played against Toronto this week. I watched some of the, both of those games. They're, they're pathetic. Uh, they have no confidence that they can win. Um, and I think Goudreau's won to leave for a while. I think he'll be in – it's always been Philly, but Philly, ugh, I wouldn't want him. They got enough aging players that aren't, aren't producing anymore. Yeah. No, um, I was surprised to see um, the, the Flames not do as well this year, especially because they have uh, what I would say is probably one of the better goalies in the North with mm-hmm. Markstrom and sure. probably one of the better defensemen being Tanev and Giordano's not a, not what he was, but he's still, I'd say, effective in the NHL. So yeah, I'm surprised yeah. they're not doing as good. Yeah, it's it's rough year for Calgary and they're – yeah, I, they're, they're done. But number five, the Cleveland Browns will win the AFC North next season. Well, I'm going to have to go. Geez. Uh, we're going to go with yes. We're going to go with that's a fact. Yeah. We're going to say, oh, freak, actually, I don't know. If if Odell's back, we're not. No. But, no, if if Odell's back, we're not going to do it. I'm going to say that right now. But if Baker has all the options in the world and he can throw to whoever he wants and doesn't have to just highlight Odell, mm-hmm. I think uh, Baker's a little bit more effective that way. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna pray. We're gonna be rooting here NFL season for the Browns. Yeah, I I'm gonna go with fact. Uh, I, I, I like the Browns roster a lot. Uh, I think Stefanski's a great head coach, uh, Baker. He's a good to, he's a good quarterback and he's good when he has people to help him. I agree. They need to get rid of Odell. He it's better when he has just good players, not great. 
don't force him the ball, spread it around. You got good Hooper at tight end. You got Peoples Jones. You got Jarvis Landry. You got two great backs and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Give them the ball, play action, run it. I look at the Steelers. Big Ben coming back. Didn't look good there in the playoff game. Didn't look good the last back half of the year. He's older. His arm isn't what he used to be. Their team is worse. Uh, you know, they lost their starting center who retired. So I think Pittsburgh's behind Cleveland. So their big test is obviously Baltimore. But I, I like Lamar a ton. I think they have a solid defense, but their receiver position still hasn't improved. I'll be interested to see what they do in the draft at the end of the month. But looking at it right now, I have to go with Cleveland because I just trust their roster top to bottom more than I do uh, Baltimore. Yeah, no, I I'm uh, pretty surprised because uh, you know I was I was re- I was waiting for you to just shred me there. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm 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 surprised. So, you know, we're agreeing on most of these. Yeah, we well, I think we agreed on every one so far. That's, yeah. that's interesting. This one, I don't know if we will. This is our last one. It's kind of a joke, but it's also pretty true. Seamus Fillmore will break 90 this summer. <laughs> Any court oh, will break 90. Jeez. Well, oh, man, I wish I would have had a little bit of uh, time to prepare for this one. I could ask Shane what his regular numbers are. Uh, freak. Would, you really, would you really trust him? <laughs> I'll have to go with him is the problem. Yeah, you got yeah, to get around him with him. Yeah, so I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna aim for Seamus to break ninety. I don't know if that'll be fact or not. I don't know. I, we've seen miracle workers work before, but I'm not that kind of uh, I'm not that kind of uh, miracle worker. You're not so. Chubbs Peterson. <laughs> no, no, I got uh, no, I got both my hands are still real, and right. I can you know get the wedge around. So we'll see. I, mm, we're gonna say uh, we're gonna say fact that Seamus can break ninety. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go fiction, hard fiction on this. Um, you know, I love I love our boy. I love him to death. Great podcast co-host on Tuesday nights. He knows his knows his films, but um, yeah, I don't see him breaking ninety. Uh, I just I can't pitch him with a driver. Uh, I just think it's that's gonna be spraying all over the course. Um, but, um, yeah, I unless he's is he putting off the. <laughs> off the tee um <laughs> no in all seriousness i i want him to of course but i just I, i'll have to see i'll have to see him play i'll have to caddy for him maybe but um okay. it's i will have to get it to the point round out for yeah, sure to the point round we'll have to document it let everybody know how it goes but i'm thinking maybe he gets the 92 but breaking 90 it's, it's a lot it's gonna be a long day yeah wardo's gonna be looking to break 70 this year or at least par Really? Okay. Yeah. We're look well last year's lowest was uh 70 74, 75. So Mary she's uh uh 71. So we're looking to drop a couple strokes. So yes, sir. We're well, what's, to get your, what's your what's your best shot? Um well I'm more of a uh iron player, I would say. So I would say from 150, 150 in I'm pretty confident. Oh, that's good. Uh, I know I like to hit the fill the thrill flop shot too. So, yeah, a little, little chili dip onto the green there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I got, uh, I got two questions or, yeah, no, three questions here for you because everyone says that you're the uh, trivia sports trivia guy. So, jeez. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not, but I'll try to answer them. Yeah. So, one of them is, uh, one of them is a personal one from my from your apartment. Okay. The other the other two are uh, Jesus. They're just regular sports ones. So. Okay. I'm worried about All the right. personal one. So, <laughs> the best part about nicknames is that you don't get to decide what yours is. Yes. Take this player for example, who was dubbed Kessel Chauffeur by his own coach. Who was this player? <laughs> I'm gonna guess Tyler Bozak. Yes, sir. I knew. Good I knew one. that. Good one, Randy. Good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew you were gonna get that one. I knew yeah. when Blaine gave me that one, it was just too easy. Yeah. yeah. Especially being a Leafs fan. So right. All right. The second one here. This one is a tough one because I didn't know anything about it. Okay. So can you name the pieces of the Gretzky trade? Oof, no. <laughs> no. No. So 
I couldn't believe when I when my brother sent me this. They sent Gretzky, McSorley, and Krusalinski to the Kings mm-hmm. in exchange for, for Jimmy Carson, Martin Jelena, and a first rounder in 89, 91, and 93, as well as 15 million cash. I knew about the cash. I did back then you could do those dirty deals. <laughs> yeah. Uh LA had just got into the league, but they were they were making money. Like people were buying oh, yeah. into it. And then they heard Gretzky was coming. So LA's like, we don't give a shit. We'll give you 15 million bucks. We're gonna make a hundred million here in a minute. At, but um <laughs> yeah, crazy that he got traded, first of all. That Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player ever. And Edmonton won a cup after he left, which is even crazier. So the deal doesn't look as bad as, as it could be, you know. I mean, he saved no, I was... the market. He brought hockey to Los Angeles, but wow. No, I knew, thinking back, I knew about the cash. I knew McSorley, but other than that, not a clue. Yeah, the only thing I knew about it, other than Gretzky being involved in the deal, was that McSorley and cash went. That's the only thing I knew about but it. You knew McSorley had to go with him. He needed his Oh, friend. yeah. All right, and the last question from apartment uh, 104. Oh, Jesus. Who... <laughs> <laughs> Who is one pitcher in the MLB that I never want to see called from the bullpen in an important playoff game? <laughs> yeah, this is an easy one. Um, that would be Mr. Araldus Chapman. Yes, sir. That yeah. is uh, nothing has been said truer. Yeah, that would be Araldus Chapman for sure. Um, I don't want to go go back through uh, Casey's horror story, but Game Six, uh, Chapman comes out of the bullpen and uh, just decides not to throw anything but fastballs and the one pitch he throws off speeds a pancake right down the middle 80 mile an hour curveball yeah five foot four jose altuve sends it to the moon yeah and, you got that electric shock though from that uh, buzzer right so i don't know yeah yeah he heard he knew what was coming <laughs> oh, he got the shock on the ass cheek and he uh <laughs> barrel in the- yeah i got the barrel yeah. on her and that's all she wrote folks um Oh my God. No, I, I like the trivia. Year. Good, good on Blaine. I know. Uh, see him at see him at the store. There, he's always uh, he's always got some uh, something something to say. So I like that he's getting his, his say here on on the pod. But um, what do you got going the rest of the, the rest of the weekend? Well, I got uh, Masters broadcast. I'm in probably the last couple. Last couple of assignments of the weekend, so I gotta get some schoolwork done. So, gonna be grinding that out. How about you? You got any big plans? Uh, gonna watch some Masters for sure. Uh, yeah, do a lot of that. And yeah, you know, I just wanted to uh, should have said this off the top. I'll say it now. Um, everybody listening, go vote for Elsa Bucktuck for Craft Hockeyville. Uh, it's open now. Um, it, you can vote. I, I believe it's as many times as you want. Uh, you can yeah. put your email in, uh, your name, and then you can vote. So until uh, tomorrow, so go crafthockeyville.ca, uh, set up a username, uh, set, enter your email, and vote for um, Elsa Bucktuck First Nations for Craft Hockeyville um, with, you know, I think it's great. Uh, the, the rink, after the Richard Ruckto uh, rink burned, we wouldn't have minor hockey without Elsa Bucktuck. And, Nobody deserves it more uh, than them. And, you know, with everything happening this week with, um, you know, the tragic passing and the terrible accident, I think we can all as a community come together, unite um, for one purpose and do something great for the entire community, whether you're English, French, uh, Micmac, you know, whatever um, gender or whatever you, um, whatever you believe in, um, this is something I think we can all get behind and um, support Elsa Buktuk and, and their fight for a new, new arena. Yeah, no, definitely. This is, uh, you know, it's going to be a big, big 36 hours for Big Cove and um, they, they're going to need all the votes that they can get. And it's uh, it's going to be exciting. Hopefully I'm, I'm going to be voting as many times. I know my girlfriend's going to be voting as many times, mm-hmm. you know, just get get on the tablet and vote as many times while you're watching the Masters. There's nothing right. else to do. You might as well, you know, flatten the curve even more, just stay inside and get those votes in because, you know, you and I both know that, uh, you know, um, minor hockey in small communities are is just vital to the life way. So, absolutely. You know, it's important, and you know, not everyone has outdoor rinks and uh, rivers with you know 
gorgeous sheets of ice like like up in uh up in Rexon. Yeah. so you know we we got to get those rinks back so the kids can get on the ice you know every day of the week and stuff so it's uh, important. um it it's for fun it's for our future players potentially future you know any nhl or ncaa players in the women's game um and just for fun uh we both played growing up it is a huge part of what makes us who we are now uh, just the, the team building, the camaraderie uh, being with, with the boys, so to speak, it, it's um it, it's a lot of fun. And for the, for the kids of the future, go out there, vote, and um, it doesn't cost you anything and just takes a few moments of your time. You can vote 50 times in a, in a couple seconds. So just go, go do that. Um, but Casey, I appreciate you getting up early for me, for me, buddy. Uh, enjoy the rest of the masters and we'll do this again soon. Right on. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. I'll always jump on whenever you need me. So appreciate you coming on. Perfect. Well, everybody enjoy the masters vote for uh, LC book, Craft Hockeyville and uh, enjoy your weekends. We'll talk soon.